Welcome to another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld. Welcome to another opportunity to exchange limiting and restricting lies, illusions, and stories for a direct and consistent experience of truth. Okay, so in this episode, I am inspired to continue our discussion of love. Now, from a phase two perspective, and if you found your way to this podcast without knowing what phase two means in my language, go to my website, robertscheinfeld.com forward slash ebook, E-B-O-O-K, robertscheinfeld.com forward slash ebook. And you can download a document that is called A Spiritual Teaching for Modern Times. And it will explain what I mean by the terms Phase 1, Phase 2, Phase 3, Human Game, and such that I will be referring to from time to time in these episodes. Again, robertscheinfeld.com forward slash ebook. Within the model is the concept that if you are aware of something... You are creating it out of your own consciousness down to the smallest detail. A metaphor for this would be if you see a movie up on the big screen, you see a television show up on the little screen, although the screens are getting awful big these days. It was the creation of consciousness of a writer or a group of writers, and it was completely made up. It's illusory. It's just a story masquerading as true that had at its core The creation of the characters, what happened with the characters, the environment, the storyline, the sets, all of it was a creation of consciousness of the writer or writers. Uh, A more accurate metaphor for this might be a novel. If you read a novel, a piece of fiction, it's got all kinds of characters. It's got with backgrounds and different things happening to them, living in different environments and countries and made up places that don't even exist and uh, different characters interacting with each other in different ways with different stories and backgrounds and quote-unquote good things that happen to them and quote-unquote bad things that happen to them. And, and it's all just a creation of the consciousness of the writer. None of those people are real. None of them are made up. They're all, in a sense, just like within the Phase 2 model, a creation of the consciousness of the writer. Even though they appear to be separate, they appear to have a life of their own, they appear to have opinions, they appear to have had experiences, to have had victories and losses and experienced pain and joy and different things. It's all just a creation of the consciousness of the writer. So at the core of the Phase 2 model is the same thing, that everything, if you are aware of it, and that includes all the other people, then you're creating it down to the smallest detail. And everyone else that you see outside of you is just you in disguise, your consciousness in disguise, similar again to the consciousness of the novelist creating all of the characters in the novel who appear separate and to have independent existence but are not. And they're all really just, in essence, the writer in various disguises. So as I, as I explored the whole concept of love and went deeper than what we've talked about in previous episodes, all of the, as I went deeper and deeper and deeper into the whole concept of love, at the core of the phase one dynamics, at the core of what I call the lies, the illusions, and stories that block us from a direct experience of the truth, is the whole concept that everybody else is separate from us, and they have independent power, 
including over us, to force us to do things against our will in a sense, to damage us, to hurt us, to cause us some form of loss or pain or whatever, that they have independent decision-making authority uh, that ties into that independent power and that they're separate from us. And even if there's a spiritual dynamic somewhere in the space that you're aware of, of we are all one, you know, that somehow we're all connected at some very deep level, even in that is the idea ultimately of separation and other people being different and separate from you and everything that flows out of that. And I began to see that just about every definition of love that I had ever seen, including the one from Lazarus that I had shared with you that had so much impact on me in my 20s, Uh, that every single definition that I had ever seen, and there could be some definition that I'm not aware of and you may be aware of, but what I would call in the mainstream uh, discussion of life in phase one as it relates to relationships and love and loving and unconditional love and all these things, ultimately the definitions, the concepts, if we're aware of them, and as you'll recall from the first episode that, that I did on love, Most of us run around using the term, wanting the experience, wanting to express the feelings of love to somebody else, feel that we were hurt so many times in so many ways in life because others that we wanted to love us didn't, all these kinds of things, without knowing at all what the term love means, creating a very interesting phase one supportive kind of a dynamic that was just brilliant. But all of the definitions, when there was any kind of clarity, even the most so-called spiritual, esoteric, ancient, new age, metaphysical, whatever kind of a definition of love, unconditional love, whatever, in any definition that I've seen, and again, there can be exceptions, but if there are exceptions, they'll tie into the ultimate conclusion that I'm going to share with you in a few minutes. They all ultimately reinforce separation. They all ultimately reinforce the phase one dynamics of convincing you that you're the opposite of who you really are as this magnificent infinite being who's infinitely powerful, wise, abundant, and in a state of what I call true joy all the time, uh, no matter how expansive the definition might be. In just about any definition in a practical way, you know, it's possible for some spiritual system to talk about the fact that, um, you know, we love everyone and everything equally or whatever. I mean, in practical terms, with very few exceptions, although, again, there are some exceptions, uh, some I'm aware of and, and probably many that I'm not aware of. Ultimately, it comes down to reinforcing the separation dynamic. We love some people, but not others, them being separate from us. We love some people more than we love others, them being separate from us in the story. Someone else can not love us, them being separate from us. Someone can love us less than we love them, which happens a lot in romantic relationships and partnerships, romantic partnerships. And all of these kinds of things reinforce ultimately the big, 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 big lie, illusion, and story of separation. When the truth with capital T's, as I see it and experience it and communicate it in what I call the phase two or the busting loose model, as most of you know, is that there is no such thing as separation. There is no such thing as other. There is no such thing as other people. Everybody that appears to be out there and separate from you is just you in disguise. You're a creation of your consciousness, again, just like the novelist and are inextricably, again, can't really put this into language, entwined with you and your consciousness, not connected in some amazing way at some very deep and profound level, but you, your very essence, whatever you might want to call that, which is a completely different kind of a thing. 
And so I realized, you know, everything in phase one is the opposite of the way it is in phase two. And everything in phase one, to one degree or another, or most things in phase one, to one degree or another, I'll correct myself, although it's virtually everything, but there are exceptions, uh, is a distorted version or expression or communication of the truth with capital T's. And I realized that in a sense, love is trying to get at something in phase one. It's trying to mimic in a sense, but in a distorted, limited way, something related to the truth. Um, It's pointing to, to the truth with capital T's, although it isn't. And so I began to say, okay, well, so what is this mimicking? What is this imitating in a distorted and limited and opposite of the truth kind of a way? And what I realized was that the concept within the model, the Busting Loose Phase 2 model that we call appreciation, is the, the element of the truth with capital T's that love is really intending to represent, but along with Phase 1 dynamics, does it in a very limited, very restricted, very distorted, very opposite of the truth, ultimately, especially in a practical way, um, what the truth really is. So I want to take a look at appreciation which if you're a phase two player, you know about, but I'm going to talk about it in a slightly different way as it relates to love. And if you're not a phase two player, uh, then this may be new to you and interesting. In the model, the term appreciation has two components to it. Given the fact that you are the creator of everything that you experience, it all is you, is all your essence masquerading in different disguises, be it people, place, or thing. Again, just like a novel, there is one consciousness that created it all, however complex and varied it may be, however many characters there may be, minor, major, whatever the environments are that the stories take place in, whatever any character says or does to another character, all a creation of the consciousness, the one consciousness, and all of those characters, in a sense, inextricably entwined with the consciousness that created them. No separation, just one consciousness expressing itself in different ways. So the first component of appreciation is appreciating yourself as the creator of it all. And and this is, you know, this is just kind of what I call quick and dirty language that isn't as accurate or as deep or profound in a sense as it could be. But just quick and simple. It's wow, how amazing I must be to be able to create create something as extraordinary as this. And not in what we might call an egotistical or a full of yourself or whatever kind of a dynamic that gets pushed on so much in phase 1 which is a whole other story that we could do multiple episodes on, the whole selfishness and ego and uh, tall poppy syndrome in Australia and all these kinds of things. Not talking about that, but it's appreciating your truthful, with a capital T, magnificence as the incredible magnificent consciousness that created it all, that created this whole universe. I mean, as an example coming to mind right now, because we're reading the books with my children right now, the Harry Potter books. You know, J.K. Rowling created this entire environment with these characters in it and millions and millions and millions of people throughout the world love these stories and love the characters and and just couldn't wait for the next book to come out in the series when they were coming out one by one, for the next movie to come out in the series when they were coming out one by one. At the time of this recording, the books are all out and the final movie is not, but the other six are. And the kind of appreciation, but in a quieter, smaller kind of a sense of, you know, wow, J.K. Rowling is an amazing storyteller. Look at this whole world and all these characters that she populated and the language and all this stuff. Wow, 
What an amazing creation and what an amazing creator, which leads me to the second component of appreciation, which is appreciating the creation. Whatever it is, not conditional, but uh, loving the creation no matter what it is for the magnificent creation that it is, without judgment and not in, in the case of one more than another, but appreciating yourself in an extraordinary off-the-charts way as the creator of it all, and, and all of the creations from a park bench, a shoe, a car, a child, a parent, a, a partner, romantic partner, significant other, business partner, friend, grandparent, whatever it might be, a house, country, airplane, whatever it is. All creations are creations. They're all lies, illusions, and stories masquerading as real, and they are all equally magnificent, no matter what their nature is in the storyline, whether it's a person, a place, or a thing. Equal appreciation of all creations because they're all not real. They're all, again, an illusion masquerading as real, and they're all equally magnificent because they seem so real. Again, doesn't matter if it's a person, place, or a thing, or what role the person's playing, or what the thing is, or the place is, equally magnificent, simply because it's an illusion masquerading as real, it's part of the story, was required to make the story unfold. Now, look at the interesting kind of parallels of this to the distorted version of this truth, as I describe it with capital T, to love in phase two. There are some overlaps, and then again it gets distorted. In phase one, as it relates to love, most systems that teach about spiritual growth, uh, self-improvement, personal growth, uh, relationship success, whatever it might be, generally there are two components. There is you need to love yourself, or you need to love yourself more, or whatever it might be, and then there's the opportunity to love others. And so there's the two components. There's the, the going inward And loving yourself, and there are many systems, as I talked about in an earlier episode, where they say that's the magic to everything. You just need to love yourself, and if you can love yourself, the rest of it will take care of itself in a sense. Which has an element of truth, but again, in distorted form. And then there's the the loving of the what appears to be outside of yourself. So you can see the tracking with appreciation. There's a, there's a, a relationship, not an accurate 100% relationship, but there's a relationship between loving yourself and appreciating yourself as the creator of everything. There is an element of loving others. There's not generally a lot of talk about loving rocks and loving trees. I mean, in certain spiritual teachings, there would be. But in general, particularly in what I call the mainstream, it's mostly related to people and animals. Uh, very rarely related to buildings, to cars, to clothing, although people might say, I love my car, I love my house, I love my shoes, you know, whatever it is. But they're not really talking about love in the same sense that they would talk about it related to another person or uh, a very special treasured pet. So there's a relationship, but then you can see that it gets all wonky, so to speak. It gets all distorted as part of the phase one magic. But to me, the opportunity that we have, the opportunity that's there in phase two, is to jettison love and all the definitions of love, however expansive they may be, even if it's unconditional love, which means loving for no reason at all, not in order to get something, not for a specific reason, not because somebody did something or whatever it is, you know, however you might define unconditional love, no matter how spiritual or evolved or whatever the teaching might be, my choice was because there's so many associations attached to it and they and most, if not all, tend to reinforce 
lies, illusions, and stories in phase one dynamics was to simply stop using the term love completely and start using the term appreciation with the two components to it. The appreciation of yourself, not just appreciation of yourself because you're an incredible being, so to speak, which everybody is in a sense, but appreciating yourself as a magnificent being, yes, but as the creator of absolutely everything that you've ever experienced and that you're experienced now and that you ever will experience. You know, off the charts, master storyteller, in a sense, because, you know, screenwriters write stories that end up on the big screen or the little screen, and they're movies and they're wonderful, and novelists are master storytellers on paper with words, and they're wonderful. But neither experience is anywhere near as deep and profound or whatever you want to call it as what I call the total immersion movie experience that is what our lives are, where we become a character within the story, within the made-up environments, and are able to live and breathe as that character, as if it was real, as if all the stories related to it and its history and everything else are real. Everyone else is real. Uh, The environments are real. All of that. So... The, the double-edged uh, sword, in a sense, of loving yourself, appreciating, I'm sorry, appreciating yourself as the creator of it all, um, are two different things. The appreciating yourself as the magnificent being that you are, whether you created anything ever, and then appreciating yourself as the creator of everything in your human experience, because that's what we're here having is this human experience. And then the second component of loving all of your creations Equally, now this is not an intellectual thing, this is an experience that you actually have. And if you're a phase two player, you may have already had this experience briefly as what I call a cookie or consistently if you've expanded enough and knocked out enough cloud cover of when you're really appreciating some aspect of the storyline, some part of the illusion, be it people, place, or thing. It isn't a hierarchical thing. You don't love one aspect of yourself more than another. You don't love one thing more than another. You don't not love anything. You, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing words here. You don't not appreciate anything. You appreciate everything and you appreciate it equally. And there is no hierarchy. And again, there isn't anything that you don't appreciate. You appreciate absolutely everything, no matter what it is, from a cockroach to a pile of dirt, to poop (laughs) from your dog or from you going into a toilet, just to get very graphic for a moment, to food, to buildings, to cars, to clothing, to everything, quote-unquote, every person, quote-unquote, every place, quote-unquote, equally. And this is the truth uh, of our infiniteness. This is the truth that is our natural state. This is the truth that the lie, illusion, and story called love at its best was mimicking, and not at its best, so to speak, for lack of a better term, uh, was kind of pointing to, but was quite distorted in this whole kind of amorphous, vague, undefined kind of a thing, this target that you can never reach, really, because you don't know what it is. So to conclude, just to put it this way, the opportunity that we have as human beings, the opportunity that we have as infinite beings playing the human game in phase two, once you expand enough, once you knock out enough cloud cover, is to expand to the point that you have a consistent, not comes and goes, get it and lose it, but consistent experience of appreciation in the way that I've defined it. And by the way, the word appreciation doesn't mean anything. It's just a term that I was given that I liked and so I continue to use. It's the definition that's important, that it's appreciating yourself 
just for the magnificent being that you are, whether you ever did anything or not doesn't matter, or what you did doesn't matter. Just appreciating yourself for the magnificent being that you are at your core, so to speak, and the truth with capital T's of it all, and yourself as the creator of this magnificent, amazing human experience that you've been participating in for however many years you've been alive, or if you believe in past lives, however many other experiences that you've had, and for lack of a better term, and bear with my language, appreciating all of your creations, people, places, and things equally, no hierarchy, that's the opportunity that we have. And to go way beyond the most romantic, the most sexy, the most attractive, the most spiritual, whatever definition of love, into an experience of the truth of it all, which is the appreciation piece of appreciating yourself as a magnificent being, infinite being that you are, appreciating yourself as the creator of everything that you ever have experienced, everything that appears to be within the human experience in any aspect of it, visible or invisible, and all of your creations equally. We have the opportunity to expand to the point that that is our consistent, I'll call it permanent, and ever-expanding because you don't, and as I have experienced it and as I know it to be true from my own experience, you don't knock out the cloud cover, expand into a, a feeling of, of appreciation. I'm making up a number here that's at level 150, you know, off the charts. 150, and then it just stays there, you know, you're maxed out at 150. My experience is that infinite beings are constantly expanding, that every experience is constantly expanding um, as we continue to exist and express ourselves in a sense, for lack of a better term, including the feelings of appreciation for ourselves, for ourselves as creator, and for all of our creations equally. That is the opportunity that we have, what I am continuing to work on, what the other phase two players that are in my sphere of influence are continuing to work on, and experiencing more and more and more as each moment passes. So on that note, I will conclude our relationship through this illusion and story, and yes, lie, (laughs) called The Illusions and Truth Show. I appreciate your participation, uh, even though it doesn't really matter in the greater scheme of things because this is just a story and you're just a character in my story. It is nevertheless what I'll call, for lack of a better term, my hope and wish that you received some enjoyment, some entertainment, some support from the episodes that were created as part of this and that our paths will cross in uh, one or more ways in the future. I wish you an ever-expanding experience of the truth and your natural state as an infinite being. The truth, of course, with capital T's. If you're serious about busting loose from everything that has been limiting and restricting you and opening into a direct experience of truth with a capital T and who you really are, I have a gift that I'd like to offer you. It's an online experience that I call Journey to the Infinite that was taken from a live event that I did. People paid $900 to attend the live event, and many, many others paid as much as $400 for the online or shippable course. But now it's available free of charge as my gift to you and to the world. To get all the details and get immediate access to the Journey to the Infinite experience, visit my site, robertscheinfeld.com forward slash infinite. robertscheinfeld.com forward slash infinite. 
That completes another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld.